problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show, an intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I'm sorry, I just, I just, ooh, the nerves are so bad. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Joe's on one side of the Mexican-U.S. border at El Paso. I'm on the other side. Si, senor! Dimly lit room right on the border in El Paso. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. In this corner, standing six foot two, 239 pounds, almost obese but not quite. The president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, in this corner. Standing kind of tall and skinny-ish and semi-handsome. The failed senatorial candidate for presidential hopeful, Beto! Gonna get you a beating, O'Rourke! Gonna get you a beating? Gonna get you a Beto beat... A beat... Yeah, I'm still working on it. Okay. Be- Beto... Eh, why don't you come back to me? And you said the president's almost obese, but he's not? Yeah, I, uh, his last medical report, they had him like one pound under the obese rating. Yeah, he was a 29 BMI and 30 is obese. So he was, uh, I wonder if he uh, said, hey, could you just yeah, keep be, that under obese? Because uh, it's going to be yeah. nonstop jokes if it's over 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so apparently the two of them were giving speeches in El Paso last night. And we have clips of that and uh, some analysis and, and whatnot. <laughs> on that whole story. It's the whatnot that's really going to be entertaining. Stay seemed, with us. It seems pretty clear to me that uh, Beto O'Rourke is not running for president. He's running for U.S. Senate in y- Texas. You are the only person saying that, that in the American media. No, I think you're right. I think you're clearly right. But the jabbering heads of the media... That's not exciting enough for them. It's all about the presidency. Everything's about the presidency all the time. Right. And his uh, his speech in El Paso at the same time within eyesight of the president's speech? I guess they could see the rallies from each other. Oh. El Paso ain't that big if you've ever been there. But um, uh, he his speech might work in a state whose demographics have changed enough that uh, he could be elected U.S. Senator, but I don't think it's a national message. No, indeed. Uh, Beto, per- no, he is an open borders guy. Pretty I mean, close I, to I, it, yeah. I, yeah, holy cow. I heard the tapes of what he was saying, and then his followers? Would you make this entire country a, a sanctuary country? A couple of his followers said, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody who wants to come, come in. Your poor huddled masses. They started quoting from the Statue of Liberty, which is a poem, not a statement of national policy. So maybe the good thing about uh, two speeches in one night with different philosophies is uh, we get closer to this uh, American conversation about illegal immigration and figure out where we are and do something about it one way or the other or say we don't care. Yep. If we don't care. That's not my position, but 
Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? I'm all right. I'm just uh, overwhelmed. Valentine's Day is almost here, and I have overwhelming. Well, I haven't done anything yet. I haven't got hit the dollar store yet, and I was going <laughs> to call Chili's and see if they take reservations. So we'll see how it goes. But Valentine's Day, it's it's a tough. Until yeah, love is in the air. Yeah. Chili's, Chili's is a good call, yeah. right there. It probably is actually. <laughs> I can get my wife the uh, new iPhone, which she needs. So is is That's that a nice. val- is that is that nice? If you yeah. wait to get something uh, that she needed or we were going to get anyway, well, is this and you get it on she- Valentine's Day? Does that count? Well, it's not a vacuum. I mean, it's shiny and fun. Has she needed a new phone for like seven yes. Valentine's days? Well, no, but okay. for a while. Okay. <clears throat> She's at that battery life place where your phone just shuts down when it gets down to like 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. She apple does to you to force you into a new phone. Anyway, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Maybe I'll just take her to Chili's like Michael. Maybe I'll see you. Maybe we'll have booths back to back. Just to Yeah, that'd be great. Get her a new battery for the phone. You make an appointment at the, uh, the Genius Bar for mm-hmm. August. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> Take an hour out of your day. Right, and and then go to a store just to get a battery. <laughs> yes, Positive Sean, how are you? I, uh, a, a single man, have uh, already got my Valentine's Day planned out. It is, as I like to call it, especially in moments where I'm not coupled, it is National Single Person's Appreciation Day, because all this stress people are talking about, I don't feel it. Mm. There's a new video game, computer game coming out that is actually releasing on that day, and I don't know if that's a sign that they know their core audience or I not. I think that's not a coincidence. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But uh, mm. it, it's coming out. My uh, my group of gamer friends were all uh, planning on playing it. It's essentially the computer version of the game Risk, so it'll take, I don't know, 19 days to finish. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's the new Civilization Six is coming out this, and that's what I'm going to be doing on Valentine's Day. None of this, none of this heart-shaped pizza nonsense. My son filled out all his cards for, uh, for Christmas, or for Valentine's Day. And he couldn't remember, I said, <clears throat> they used to send home a list. They might have sent home a list of the names of the kids in the class, and he lost it. That's quite possible, too. <laughs> but they used to send home a list when I was a kid, and he couldn't remember all his classmates. He tried to write them all down, so then oh, I... Boy. And I had a backup plan. I went and got his school picture that had them all on there, and then he checked them all off. But, oh, that was good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good practice in uh, in like the sort of things you'll do in life. It's like just an organization skill. You got a whole bunch of these things you have to fill out. You have to get all the names on them. You need to get them put together with the envelope and everything. Like it's the sort of thing you do at work regularly. Yeah, it's a pretty good task. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. You know, I went back to my old scratcher ways. I did not reuse that fancy out-of-state scratching tool that some very kind person sent to me and that produced bupkis. Went back, <laughs> went back to old-timey quarters. And gentlemen, guess what? Happy Valentine's Day! I'm bringing oh. home the bacon once again. Wait a minute! Yes. yes. Pork. Yes. Marshall won at gambling and is buying us breakfast. That's yes. fantastic. You know those old timey quarters. You that's can't the difference. Beat them. That's obvious. That's obviously the difference. They made them with luck. That's why they're so valuable. <laughs> yeah. well, they're, they're coined when America was America. If you know what I'm saying, you got it. If you know what I'm saying, let me know because I'm just. I'm what, just what year I was this particular quarter? I think one you had the other day was from the Carter years. That's hey, that one. Hey, way. no, this was oh, about good 19, times. Solid no, times. this was about 1967 or 68. Okay. Hey, huh? Oh, yes. hey, just hey. before the hippies took over. Hey, right? hey, hey, LBJ, how many scratchers you win today? Exactly. Just before the hippies took right. over, when a man could still have a short haircut. Right. Those were good times. <laughs> or something. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, February 12th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then, let's begin the show. Officially, according to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. He challenged us. So we have, let's say, 35,000 people tonight, and he has... 
200 people, 300 people, not too good. Not too good. Not too good. Not too good. Not so good. Do we know what the numbers were on the rallies for Beto and the president? Hard to nail down. A lot of claims and counterclaims, Jack. Fake news. It's the era of you can't believe anything. Hard to nail down. Well, we'll try to nail that down. I've heard a lot of different numbers. Why don't we ask all the AOC? I'm sure she'll have... Some numbers for us. Speaking of AOC, Green New Deal. Did the Green New Deal actually include we will provide money for people who are unwilling to work? There's a controversy over that. Well, it's closely related to the whole nobody knows what the total uh, numbers for the dueling rallies was because there's so many wild claims and counterclaims going around. I think she and her people realized which parts of the, the Red New Deal were getting mocked. And so set about uh, pretending they weren't real. Okay, we'll That's get my it. belief. We'll get into that. It's an interesting one. It might be the way all news stories are from here on out. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump lights it up in Texas, as you mentioned, dueling rallies between the president and Democrat Beto O'Rourke. Political turmoil in Virginia comes, but at least one of the accusers of the lieutenant governor could be about to go very public. And we got teen smoking up again. What is going on with that? Mm, wow. Don't want that. Smoking does, or vaping? I'll stay here. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's okay. Wow, there's a tease. <laughs> we got something coming up. It's, it's marginal. It was like, uh, <laughs> like the border compromise. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, if you got other things to do, that uh, might be a good time to do them. It does include one unbelievable story from the world of sport. You will repeat to your friends. Awesome. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speeches at the border between Beto O'Rourke and President Trump, which is a good look for Beto to be looked at as the the uh, you know the the counter to Trump in the news cycle. It's a, it's a big win for him. Gavin Newsom of California stamping his little feet in frustration that Beto got the spotlight justice as Gavin was pulling a publicity stunt of pulling the uh, National Guard troops from the border. But other stories we'll have to cover. The hot trend in dog shows, glitter on the testicles. Is that legal or not? It's a hot new thing. I'm sorry, is that the uh, dog's testicles or the handler's? Certainly the dog's. I don't know if the, if the handler does. And George Zimmerman keeps getting kicked off Bumble, the, the hot new dating app. George Zimmerman, who shot, shot Trayvon, Trayvon Martin when a tragedy. Good to have a uh, an update on him. Yeah. Mailbag. Keeps getting kicked off Bumble, you see. He wants to date. Our freedom-loving quote of the day comes from none other than Abraham Lincoln. It's his birthday today. Again, one day off of mine. In fact, it has caused me pain throughout my life. I share a birthday with Burt Reynolds and Sarah Palin and Cheryl Crow. Not Abe Lincoln. <laughs> but not Abe Lincoln. Not Abe Lincoln. Thanks, Mom. There are so many good ones. I'll hit you with Thanks, a few. Mom. <laughs> Couldn't wait one day. Whenever I hear anyone arguing for slavery, I feel a strong impulse to see it tried on him personally. Yeah. That was Link. Uh, let's see. He also said on the topic of slavery, if, sla- if slavery is not wrong, nothing is wrong. 
And then the classic, everybody loves to throw this around. He actually said it in a speech. You can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people all of the time. Um, I never can get that right. That's good off stuff. Off the top of my head. <laughs> Maybe a tattoo on your arm. On my face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Okay, one final one. There's a speech at Kalamazoo, Michigan in 1856. He said, don't interfere with anything in the Constitution. That must be maintained, for it is the only safeguard of our liberties. And not to Democrats alone do I make this appeal, but to all those who love these great and true principles. Thanks, Link. Let's see. And here's a note on that topic from uh, Pete, who says, Today is President Lincoln's birthday, yet Google has no doodle for him on today's screen. Yet yesterday they showed Mary Mounib. Yep, I too said who? Uh, regular forgettables and unknowns get daily recognition, but not one of our best presidents. Okay, well, you know what, you know what Google is, right? That's mm-hmm. a pretty good one. What's a pretty good one? That's an g- excellent point. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I heard Do they s- think it would be too... Something to have Lincoln on there? I don't know. Or they just don't care. It's a bunch of of unicorn riding tech heads. Young. Um, And they have their own thing. They have their own point of view. And it it, it ain't mine. Moving along here. Uh, Jacob from the Bay here. Catching up on the the show. Positively stupid. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid that is a harsh and derisive nickname for positive Sean. Positively stupid. I actually like huh, him, yet but here I am unfazed. <sighs> I actually like him, but he deserves this. Uh, was saying I I, uh, I don't agree with that, but that's a pretty good nickname. If, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't like Sean, well, that's ex- good. extra points. He spells it S T O O P I D. That is my preferred way of spelling stupid. <laughs> All right, yeah. okay. Um, uh, Sean was saying he doesn't care about paying eight hundred ninety dollars for the racist Gucci sweater. It's an argument for a progressive tax. Hmm. reflexively fight all taxes. It's not about whether or not the wealthy will miss those dollars. It's about artificially limiting private uh, financial growth and empowering wasteful government bloat. I would happily keep every dollar in the private market funding ridiculous purchases rather than funding exponentially more ridiculous government spending. Well, sir, we get an opportunity to see where your feelings about taxes line up with others because there's some new polling out on that, and it's pretty darn interesting. It was uh, from, also, from Republicans, Democrats, and uh, different age groups. It's on also taxing the rich. It's also a joke. You can just laugh at jokes. <laughs> Expensive things being available is hey, hey, are we sure we don't need to tax these people? It's a joke. You've, okay, ne- you've never. This is not the time for your silly jokes. Positively stupid. You've never said about somebody who buys something incredibly stupid in your mind that they have too much money. I've I've certainly said. That. I appreciate our friend's seriousness. Those are serious times. Pat in the Hood writes, Is it possible Governor Northam of Virginia needs to stay governor because he's too stupid to go back to being a doctor? Maybe he was promoted to governor to get him out of the hospital. Those who can do. Those who can't manage. Those that can't manage politic. Huh. Look, Virginia needs healing, and who better to heal than a doctor? Well, that's you can't good, argue with that. That's a good point, because doctors heal people is why. And Virginia also needs healing. <sighs> There's a lot of uh, calling of people stupid so far in Mailbag today. I apologize. <laughs> I'm hoping this next note does. Oh, it's it's a, a welcome contribution from a woman. We so need a woman around here. I, you know, uh, why don't you quit, would you, so we can replace you with a woman? 
Uh, Brother Schmother, this is on the uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos and his mistress and the the leaks and the tabloids and the brother and Mm. the rest of it. If you're only the mistress of the world's richest man, wouldn't you want his wife to find out in a wave of humiliation and quickly file for divorce? I think the girlfriend released them to her brother with much purpose. Hmm. Enlisted her bro to help drive the wedge. Jeff might have started saying, you know, our, our marriage is actually okay right now. I'm, just, I'm beginning to think, and her wheels started spinning. You know, I don't know why. But I had never occurred to me that she'd be into Bezos for his money. He's the richest man in the world. You it would have to turn your wheels, even if you're a solid, salt-of-the-earth, grounded, money's-not-your-life person. Right. It would have to slip into your subconscious. Wow, if we got together, he's the richest man in the world. I found out, I found right, out I, how I, he initially met Sanchez, but I can get into that later. All right, well, go ahead. Do it now, because we don't have time for the sports story I promised you would be the thrill of your day. I look forward to that right now all the time. She was married to the head of a talent agency guy that, as Amazon was getting more into the entertainment business, they used to go out on double dates. Amazon and his wife with this head of the talent agency and his wife, Miss Sanchez, that's how they met. Now they're both divorced. These two are now, wow, on a now double going. date with another couple, and your spouse ends up with their spouse. Yikes. Boy, next time you're on a double date, look across the table. He or she hotter than you? Well, what about the two leftover spouses? How do they get along? (laughs) Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Just came across the Valentine's present you're going to want to get. Stay tuned. So we were talking yesterday about a hockey player's teeth flying out of his mouth Mm -hmm. thanks to a stick clearly visible on the television the other day. And I got a couple of tales. Number one, Eric was on an airplane, lucked into business class, sitting next to a guy. Turns out to be a hockey player from Canada. And uh, finally, I said, I hope you don't mind my saying, but the stereotype of hockey players is that they get a lot of facial injuries on the ice, but you don't look any worse for wear. He said, yeah, paused for a moment, then continued, I did lose an eye. Oh! Yeah, way to go, Eric. Why don't you ask his wife if she's pregnant? She says, no, just overweight. You can complete the, you know, the flight. And then this story, Rich Peverly, 2014, NHL player, went into cardiac arrest on the bench during a game. I remember this. Uh, So they brought him around. They put the paddles to him, brought him back around. First thing he asked as he came back was how much time was left in the first period and could he go back in? Everybody was so shaken the game had to be postponed. David ends with, so baseball players run away terrified if a raindrop falls on their heads while a <laughs> hockey player effectively dies, gets revived, and then tries to get go back into the game. Eh, well, it may have been a little dismissive to our friends and Spikes. And the guy who got all his teeth knocked out, the coach said, that's what dentists are for. Get back out there! <laughs> Quit crying. What are you, eight years old? You want the tooth fairy? <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, while President Trump held a Make America Great Again rally last night in El Paso, Texas, congressional negotiators agreed in principle on a tentative deal to avert another government shutdown. The tentative deal allots money for a barrier, but not for a wall. Trump's reaction last night to the early news. I have to tell you, as I was walking up to the stage, they said that progress is being made with this committee. Just so you know, we're building the wall anyway. 
they say that progress has been made with this country. Just now, just now. I said, wait a minute, I got to take care of my people from Texas. I got to go. I don't even want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. So I don't know what they mean. Progress is being made significant. So, Marshall, did you say they they agreed to a barrier but not a wall? What what the heck does that mean? Well, it's you know it's it's basically they're they've agreed to spend a little over a billion dollars on barriers and enhancements. That's the word that we're getting out. But they haven't officially barriers, released, but not walls. Okay, yeah, they haven't officially released the details of any of this. And uh, a lot of people are waiting now for President Trump to start tweeting this morning to see what his early other early reaction is. Well, something tells me if he had gone ahead and, and, and gone over the rough outline of the compromise last night before his speech and found out that it was barely over a billion bucks for right. uh, barriers, something told me, tells me that speech would have gotten really, really colorful. And and would have had Congress in a tailspin this morning, so it was probably better he waited. But well, we got where this, this ends, nobody knows. Will he sign it? And you got the what people are calling right. a poison pill for beds and detention centers that right. has Supposedly been put in. Supposedly, there's a compromise that's been worked out okay. on that as well. But again, it's yeah, all... I don't. There's no point in arguing about it yeah. until they get to the end. Right. I mean, exactly. While the president was talking to supporters making the case for a wall, former Congressman uh, Beto O'Rourke held his own rally in El Paso to counter the president's message. In one of the safest cities in the United States of America. Safe, not because of walls, but in spite of walls. It's safe in spite of walls. Oh, okay. Secure, because we treat one another with dignity and respect. That is the way that we make our communities and our country safe. I've walked through tough neighborhoods in a lot of different cities, and uh, the people are the, uh, who are going to hurt you have no interest in whether you're treating them with uh, dignity and respect. I mean, I would suggest not treating them with disrespect, but that is a ludicrous and childish notion of how a community is kept safe from criminals. Please, you think El Chapo is going to go easy on you? Hey, sorry I worked for the other game, El Chapo, but much respect and dignity, brother. Come on. I, I just listened to highlights from Beto's speech. Did he get around to what his policy is? I didn't. I didn't hear that. What is his belief about about illegal immigration? Haven't. Haven't. Uh, well, he wants. He wants everybody to be included. A lot of talk about inclusion, that kind of a thing. Okay. He's he's damn near an o- complete open yeah. borders guy. Yeah. He dances around it by by speaking and greeting cardies, lovely sounding slogans and and sentiments. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam appears to be on st- steadier ground politically today after I'd say. after African American leaders in the state called on voters to go ahead and forgive the governor. Meanwhile, Virginia state lawmakers have also probably based on that poll that came out over the weekend, yeah. where sixty percent of, uh, of blacks in Virginia say he should stay. Meanwhile, Virginia state lawmakers have decided not to impeach the lieutenant governor Justin Fairfax over two rape allegations, but they say they'll still want to hear from the women accusing Fairfax. The decision was made after Fairfax met with the lawmakers during a closed-door meeting. Now, later on today, there is a report we may be hearing from one of those women. Professor Vanessa Tyson may hold a press conference later on today. You know, so. I like it as a life strategy. Train yourself a protege, but make sure they're an idiot or morally reprehensible or something. I'm picturing like if we were mad at Marshall for something and wanted to be rid of him. 
Well, the next guy in line's a rapist, and then the guy after him's doing the same thing Marshall's doing. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's job security, Marsh. <laughs> there you go. Settle in. Less than a year after... Oh, Michael, Michelangelo, you're going to like this. Less than a year after a bankrupt Toys R Us closed its U.S. stores and former Toys R Us kids across the country cheerfully said goodbye to their childhoods, it looks like the toy chain is coming back. Wow, like Sears. Just yes. this is die, great news. Rick and Morty. Yes. You can't kill some of these stores. First Sears and Toys R Us, this is a... Banner day. Zombie stores. We're going to start calling them. Uh, Before Marshall finishes the story, I'd like to point out that if a a particular brand of big box store is like one of your childish, uh, your cherished childhood memories, you're making me sad. (laughs) (laughs) A former executive of the company Toys R Us is the CEO of a new company called True Kids Incorporated. He's telling the Associated Press that the brand Toys R Us should be back by the holiday season and they're looking at options like freestanding stores or maybe shops within existing stores, and that online sales will be the key. So they have not gone away totally yet. And just b- please rename it We Are Toys. The name has always bothered me. <laughs> we Are Toys. <laughs> hey, one last note. The ratings for the 2019 Grammy Awards are up from last year. Good, I guess. The, the show uh, scored 19.9 million viewers, up from last year's 19.8 million viewers. There you go, surging. There you go. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's a good question. Do we want this person coming up next? Uh, yeah, I want a quick, uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. We're going to talk to Clayton Neville of Westwood and on One News about the dueling rallies and how well attended they were. They're... Various claims flying around. Mm. He is in El Paso. That would help. We've asked him to count individuals as they went in and out of the rally and, personally. And then even if he could nail down, if one rally's bigger than the other, does that mean that side wins? That means yes. everything, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you win the argument by more people showed up to your rally? Oh, it's Democracy. It's, exactly. It's Democracy. It's, it's practically a run-through for the next election. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So you had the president and Beto O'Rourke giving oh, a hometown boy Beto doing rallies there in uh, Texas, and Beto is one of the uh, rising stars. They tell me of the Democratic Party. I think he's running for the U.S. Senate, not the presidency. But either way, he is going to uh, you know they, they they think bigger offices of him. This is a great opportunity to get on the national stage, all talking about border security. Indeed, Clayton Neville of Westwood One News joins us from El Paso, where he. Uh, was on hand to at least uh, be close to witnessing the uh, the rallies. Did you attend one or the other, Clayton, or, or how'd you handle it? Well, you know what? It was tough to handle both, but right. yeah, I was able to go over to both. You know, they were literally across the street, and that's no exaggeration. The president was inside the El Paso County uh, Coliseum, and right across that small city street was a park where the Federal Work Rally was held. This was a rally that was actually organized by several organizations in the El Paso area. 
But Better O'Rourke, uh, the former congressman, was the headliner. And, uh, yeah, there were thousands of people at both. We bounced around to both of them and uh, got feedback from both sides. And, and uh, you know, both sides had conflicting opinions on this border wall. And Naturally. that's really what was the overall theme. Sure. What, the did everybody night. keep it cool? Was everything peaceful? For the most part, yeah. You know, okay. I, I didn't see any violence. Uh, there, there were some back and forth, some taunting and things like that. But really, there wasn't even a whole lot of that. Uh, there was a lot of signs that people were holding up and things like that. But the organizers actually did a pretty good job of keeping everybody on their side of the street. Just did they build a wall between that, the two rallies? Yes, that would have been effective. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> there was no wall, no, uh, but uh, uh, there was some separation. So how many people were at each rally? We need to know exactly. Yeah, okay, so here's my uh, my uh, guesstimate just for more. We don't need guesses. We need exact, exact oh, numbers. <laughs> Okay, well, one thing is for sure, and that's that uh, there were more supporters for President Trump there than for a work last night. He probably had, I would say, two or 3,000 more supporters than O'Rourke did. You know, there were uh, more than 5,000, closer to six or upwards of that inside the arena last night for President Trump, and a couple thousand outside as well. I would say O'Rourke had probably 2,000 people. Right. So uh, 10,000 probably total there, and most of them belonging to President Trump. Yeah, well, okay. The President of the United States, you would hope you would get a bigger crowd than the, uh, yeah. than the counter-talk across the street. Could you briefly characterize Mr. O'Rourke's message about I- illegal immigration? Did he espouse a specific policy or policies? Well, you know what? One of the main things he was talking about was uh, the fact that a barrier fence that is up in El Paso uh, does not make the city any safer. Uh, people in El Paso were really taken back by a president's comments during the State of the Union address saying that El Paso is a much safer place uh, with a barrier in place. Uh, and statistics show that that's not necessarily the case, that crime in El Paso was down before the wall went up and has actually increased a little after it did. Uh, there were a lot of people in El Paso that were offended by that. They felt like the president was calling their city unsafe and it was an attack on them. And so O'Rourke really jumped on that platform, okay. saying that a, a barrier fence doesn't make it any safer. Okay, very good. Uh, Clayton Neville of Westwood One News. Thanks, Clayton. Appreciate the report. Thanks. Which still doesn't tell me what Beto O'Rourke's immigration plan is, and I'm looking through this thing that's supposed to tell me, and I still don't see what his immigration plan is. Here's a, here's a more direct thing. Okay. So he, he put a, a, a post on Medium, which is the same place that Jeff Bezos shared his, his story with his the junk? National Enquirer. Yeah, well, kind of. His story um, or his junk? This is a place to share junk. So about midway through, website. it says we can decide, and then he kind of lays out 10 points that it, that all seem to kind of tie to immigration. Yes. That might give us a little bit more. Okay, well, maybe I'll look this over then and try to figure that out, because that, that's the one thing I was missing from me yesterday. I think I know what the president's stance is on illegal immigration. Right. I, right. Didn't, I didn't quite grasp what Beto O'Rourke's was, so I'll look this over. And well, I, I am I'm preparing myself for uh, silly greeting card sentiment, as I said earlier. And or just a, a very far left view of what to do with the millions and millions of illegals in the country. And saying, I don't like the president's immigration plan is not yourself asserting an immigration policy that you support. You, you, you got to yes. have something that you believe in to counteract what he is proposing. That's what I was trying to figure out. So I'm into viral videos. That's, that's what I look for every day when I get up. What's the viral video of the day? Today we got a Best Buy employee who chased somebody who'd rubbed the store clear out of the parking lot and tackled them. And is getting some sort of medal for that. 
don't most businesses don't you get fired most times? Don't yeah. most well? It says former Best Buy worker, so right. I don't know if he got fired for that specifically. But have you seen this video? Uh-uh. <laughs> watch, watch him tackle this dude. They I got a medal from the cops, I guess. But that, doesn't that seem like a terrible idea to go clear out into the parking lot and uh, wrestle with some guy over uh, they stole headphones or whatever the heck? It's looking pa- tackle here. Ooh, they oh, hit the wow. ground hard. God. Wow, it's lucky. Oh, right on the curb. Yeah. yeah. Ouchie. Yeah, no kidding. There's I'm a not... b- bunch of ways that could have gone south. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling Best Buy when they hire me. Well, that's why they haven't hired you, coward. I will not chase someone out into the parking lot. How weird is it that we've gone from a country where that was absolutely clearly what would happen? Oh, yeah. My uncle did that and got uh, attention in his town. He r- worked at a bank, and a robber came in, and he chased the guy outside and sat on him until the cops got there. Had a boy. <laughs> I mean, of course you would, especially if you're the owner of the business or a longtime employee or something. You're not going to let people steal from you. But now we're encouraged. Oh, just be passive. Call the authorities. Let people victimize you and steal from you. And Or because of the litigious nature of our society. Look, if you chase him and you tackle him, he's going to claim we hurt his back. Right. And then he's going to sue us for a million dollars, which is a lot more than that six-pack of beer. Right. So just let him run off with it. That's That's a crazy system also. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, it makes you nuts. The more the laws, the less justice. Although the, that guy that just got tackled, if he claims his back hurts, I would believe him. <laughs> that was some pancaking. Well, you, sometimes your back hurts when you're tackled because you stole stuff. Well, yeah, I have no problem with that. Man, oh, man. I wish I was the foreman of every jury in America. That's the way you'd handle it? And when I'm a ghost, I'm going to haunt them or something because obviously I can't be in all those rooms at once, but... Yeah, just you got a bunch of half wits and mouth breathers saying, well, you know, they could have just asked them to drop the stuff. I'd slap them with my ghostly hand and say, what kind of world do you live in? Well, obviously I would precede it with, because you have to. I'd say, "What, what, what are you talking about? Let's take a step back here. Are you okay with people stealing? No, Angry Specter, I'm not. Well, then something needs to be done. If there's not a negative consequence for something, you'll get more of it. Does that make sense to you? Yes, Angry Ghost, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, now, I'm off to the next county where somebody's getting sued for, uh, you know, something or other. We've been taking calls and emails from people for years about this, so if you're uh, if you haven't heard this stuff because we're new on your radio station... The grocery store you go into, the liquor store you go into, it's quite possible that their policy is you could walk in there, get a six-pack of beer and say, see you tomorrow night, Jim, and walk out the door, and they're not going to do anything. Right. Because that's the policy at many, many grocery stores across this country. Which is why they get so much liquor stolen, which why why they have those gigantic safety caps on the various uh, you know places we're in pra- states where you know liquor is sold in regular stores. We're practically to the honor system now. Yeah. I'm paying for it because I think I should. Not because I have to. And because we're so afraid of each other, whether it's an act of violence or an act of uh, litigation, which is just an odd, odd way to uh, to run a society. But if you happen to be uh, in the store and stealing a jug, mine's Tanqueray. Grab me a jug while you're there. Now, did I just, uh, I probably, that's a crime, probably. <laughs> what? What is uh, I just how would how would the ghost foreman to... uh, handle your case? Uh, the, my so ghost that... works civil law mostly. <laughs> so you just did the Charles Manson sort of thing. Yes, you I ordered just... people to commit crimes. Right, I suborned uh, liquor thievery. I'm uh, already and pit- I am ashamed. I'm deeply. already pitching ghost foreman to Netflix, seeing if they can <laughs> pick that up. I feel like we can serialize that into something. <laughs> I binge watched Ghost Foreman over the weekend. I would float through the courtroom. The judge would hand me the uh, the file on the case. 
Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> and I drift into the jury room, flipping through the files. <laughs> and get to head slapping. That's what I would do. With your ghostly hand. Having, uh, having served on a couple of juries. Well, uh, as usual when I talk about this, I have a two-part message. Number one, when you get called, do what you can to serve. Not to get out of it, to serve. It's your duty as an American. Number two. Well, besides that, it's making you, it's ruining your life. The the whole kids can't run on the playgrounds or you can't uh, this or that. It's because of bad juries. Right. And it's people like you, and I'm talking to you, who we desperately need on juries. And I guarantee you, 75 to 90% of people who've served on one or two juries would agree with me when I say it's scary. It is scary how illogical, how dumb, prejudiced, strange a lot of people are. They just don't, they lack Whoa. the capacity for logical thought. So that's that's interesting. I've always thought if I got accused of a crime, I would just, I would comfortably wait in my jail cell believing in our American system of justice. You're saying that's not a, definitely a good idea. <laughs> uh, I would say if, if, if you're a praying person... As you sit there in the holding cell, I would pray that there are one or two jurors who, A, have the capacity for logical thought, and B, the confidence to express it. Otherwise, it's like spinning that little spinner in the game of life, you know, and who knows what the result will be. Really? It's, it's scary, man. That is troubling. That's why yeah. you hire a good lawyer, I guess, huh? Yeah. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.